Hi everyone, welcome to the Blockchain Value where we talk to all kinds of folks who are building and supporting the ecosystem of blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Um, as you all know, I have a soft spot for the subject. I, I've been an early adopter of this technology, have been in that industry, have written quite a lot about this industry and really enjoy having conversations um, about the sort of the future of blockchain and crypto and how it will all affect um, our lives, our careers, our communities, our commerce, everything. So today I have a repeat guest and um, he is one of my favorite uh, crypto blockchain lawyers, very knowledgeable man. So I will have him. Ari, please introduce yourself. Hi, yes, uh, Olga, so nice to see you and great to be back with you. Um, really looking forward to the conversation. Uh, my name is Ari Redboard. I'm head of legal and government affairs at TRM Labs. We are a blockchain intelligence company. We are AML for crypto. Uh, so we work with financial institutions and crypto businesses to mitigate risk of fraud and financial crime. Fantastic. Um, you know, you have such a fascinating background and I know I asked you this question before, but for the audience and for folks who may, may or may not have listened to your prior episodes or may or may not have met you in real life, whatever real means this day, um, how did you come to TRM? What, what were the stops along the way? Yeah, no, it's been, it's been an incredible, fun journey. I, uh, I was a federal prosecutor in AUSA uh, in the District of Columbia for about 11 years. I focused much of that time on threat finance, so money laundering, uh, terrorist financing, export control, sanctions, criminal prosecutions. Uh, about three years ago, I left the U.S. Attorney's Office and went over to the U.S. Treasury Department, uh, where I was the senior advisor to the Undersecretary for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, which is a mouthful, uh, but it's the role that oversees all the national security apparatus within Treasury. So OFAC, which is our sanctions regulator, which we may talk more about today, uh, and FinCEN, which is the U.S. Uh, financial Intelligence Unit uh, that is really the money laundering regulator uh, in the United States. Well, sounds like very big jobs. <laughs> big jobs. I definitely. I, I think I might have the coolest uh, job I've had uh, in in this one at TRM, which is which is definitely a fun place to be. Yeah, yeah. Having been crypto blockchain smart contracts, I um, I love my job, and I would not trade it for anything else. But yes, I, I can I can definitely have moments of weakness where I wish I could be you when I grow up. Well, well, um, what, do you, what do you always say about builders, Olga? Uh, you know, <laughs> the, right? the future belongs to builders. The future belongs to builders. And I, it, it, that, is, uh, that is just extraordinary to be in that space right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the word last year is NFT. That's the word of the year. Like literally the word of the year. Like the right, word was, of the year. Defined as the word of the year, yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, which I find a little ironic. I discovered NFTs in like 2017 and I, I was swooped away and I, I was so compelled that I basically had to write the book Blockchain Value where NFTs are very actively featured as something that will change our business models and communities. So um, I'm so glad that the world has discovered NFTs and I think that this will continue though I think how we use and how we, you know, um, what we do with NFTs will change quite a lot. Um, but, you know, why do you think 2021 is when the folks have discovered NFTs? Yeah, no, I think it was an extraordinary moment and really it, it, NFTs, uh, non-fungible tokens and what they really are for folks out there is they are um, unique uh, tokens that are hashed to a specific location on the blockchain. 
And when you have a certain NFT, whatever form that takes, it is the only one of exactly of its kind at that location on the blockchain. And really what this did is it captivated the world um, from an art perspective. You saw artists all over the world um, really gain freedom around their work in ways you just really couldn't before, reach greater audiences um, online and on chain than ever before. Um, we saw it, it sports collectibles. Um, I'm, I'm really excited about sort of the, the future and the use cases. But right now, I think you see this primarily in the art and collectible space, artists creating non-fungible work, unique work um, that they're able to sell, um, you know, to buyers in this way. It, it is really extraordinary and it's really captured the imagination. I mean, I was blown away when there was this Saturday Night Live skit, like set to an Eminem song on um, on NFTs. And I was like, wow, um, not only can I like tell my kids I have a way cooler job than than they thought I do, but uh, it is it's a really interesting, uh, unique uh, for lack of a better word, moment uh, for sure. Yeah, I personally I love many collaborations. The collaboration that captured my mind is uh, the collaboration between Super Plastic and Gucci, uh, Super Gucci. Um, I, I to be completely honest with you, I'm not at all label driven, but um, I used to collect the plastic things when I was a uh, you know a teenager. Um, and the combination is like really exciting. So um, well, I not, not to geek, not, since we're geeking out, I'll I'll, go, I'll 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 roll with this. So like I am obsessed with NBA Top Shot, and now we've gotten into this NFL All Day, which is the Dapper Labs project. And basically, you know, as a kid who grew up with baseball cards, they're essentially that they are blockchain based sports collectibles, where you can have a Zion Williamson highlight that is hashed to your specific location um, on the blockchain, and it's really extraordinary. And frankly. Um, you know, I mentioned my kids, like we, we buy this stuff, we open up the packs together, we kind of geek out to who we get. And it's really been a neat way to teach, you know, next generation blockchain and really kind of engage that way. Autograph is another one It's a Tom Brady, Tom Brady's sort of project. They do very similar things where you buy these, you know, sports collectibles, but then you engage with a wider audience, which we can get to in a moment. But I think that's kind of one of the most interesting things about NFTs are these communities that are being, um, that organically created around them. If you own one of these, you know, bored apes, you identify with other people that do, and uh, you know, or or a punk, you start to identify with, and they're really creating communities. And in a world in which the world, you know, in, in a time where the world has been apart uh, for the last two years, it's really extraordinary to see the growth of these types of communities. Well, you don't have to convince me uh, twice about anything Tom Brady or art. Let us get flavor at that, and I'm not going to reveal any more about my preferences in life. I guess the one sort of big difference between, you know, Beanie Babies and cards and NFTs is that those are, these things are pretty intelligent. Um, you know, they, they are not just sort of, they are pretty objects sometimes. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the part that really excites me, and, you know, I love aesthetics. I have seven years of art training. Um, I love with my eyes, but I love when the world goes beautiful and functional place. Um, and that's the thing about NFTs is that they have a lot of functionality that go with it. What have you seen sort of besides the sort of pretty objects of art? Yeah. Uh, which is important, completely important. Look in my room. I have a lot of them. But functionality, what yeah, functionality do we see? <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm really excited about, like, I, I look, I love all the stuff, you know, and I don't I, I think it's all very important in terms of the art and the collectible space. But what I'm really excited about is sort of the the future use cases or even the ones that are developing now. Look, I mean, I think what crypto is all about is having more control over your financial destiny 
Um, and I think NFTs are a great example of how you can have more control over things like your medical records if they are hashed to a specific location on the blockchain or your driving records. You know, wouldn't it be great never to have to go to the DMV again because our, uh, you know, our title and driver's license is hashed to a specific location on the, on an immutable ledger. Um, you know, there are so many other, I think, examples of this, um, where, you know, records and data collection, uh, wouldn't it be great to have data and records, uh, hashed to an immutable location on a blockchain. And, um, I'm really, really excited about the use cases. I will say, I think one of the things that's interesting and look, I, I look at that this stuff from a prosecutor's perspective. And now at, at TRM, we are a anti-money laundering, um, software company. Um, anytime you can transfer value at the speed of the internet right, which is what NFTs can potentially allow you to do, you do have the risk of illicit actors. And we're already seeing sort of more and more of that. Um, but there's also, again, technology like TRM um, that can help mitigate these risks. Um, and I know we'll get more into this in a moment, but I think it's sort of like, yeah, it's, it's a really exciting time, but we also have to be really safe and really careful if we want to grow this economy to kind of build that trust layer. I do want to talk about risks. And I want to see kind of what you guys at TRM are seeing um, you mentioned community um, and how important it is. Generally, it's important in blockchain general. That's been my experience and crypto for pretty much anything that has been done. And we see another sort of a continuation of the theme with NFTs. And, you know, I find it really fascinating. You know, it's one thing that you and I unite about the fact that we both at some point have been general counsel or went to law school. I, I understand that. The part about being united about the fact that both you and I own you know, ape NFT. <laughs> That's the part. Like, can you explain this to me? I'm just curious. Um, yeah. I'm not yeah, judging. No. I'm just coming with open mind. Help yeah, me no, understand how that is a common experience. It's really extraordinary, and I, you know, I'm not sure I can entirely relate to it either at every level. But I think what you're seeing out there is a real need for connection. And like, this is when I'm not sure I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm qualified. I should, you know, you have to lie on the couch to listen to this, but like, I, uh, I'm not sure I'm qualified for this, but I do think that in this age of isolation, we really are seeing the development of unique online communities. And I think this is a really prime example that um, for whatever reason, this culture around these bored apes and maybe the people associated with them or, uh, or crypto punks, crypto punks are a really interesting one to me, right? Because they were really one of the very first um, kind of NFT projects that, well, that, that, that crypto kitties. <laughs> yeah, crypto kitties. But these punks, but but this idea where your NFT could be your um, your you know your face on on social media, um, your profile and picture on social media, and um, so yeah. So Olga, if you're ever looking to buy me a gift, I'm looking. I would love a bald punk. That is like my 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 dream. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. I want a stone cold ball, not a head of hair, not a not a, a hair on the head. But um, I think what those did really is they really transformed the way we think about you know NFTs and the way we think think about you know your persona. And I mean, look, Visa when they wanted to make an investment in the space, they bought a CryptoPunk because they believe that like part of what their mission is 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 chronicling financial history, and they believe that that was a significant um, enough piece of financial history to invest several hundred thousand dollars in. And I think that's really exciting. And then you saw Anchorage Bank, uh, uh, Crypto Bank, take custody, uh, help buy that CryptoPunk with Ethereum, and then take custody of it. What an extraordinary moment in financial history. And that, that, that's the kind of stuff that I get excited about. 
Yeah, well, you know, in full disclosure, you know, art is not supposed to be judged and yet we all judge it. Um, so if I had to be represented as an NFT, I assure you it would be this fluffy, extraordinary, uh, decorated, um, magical crypto kitty. But that's yeah. that's where I gravitate. I am not, no minimalism there. The more glitzy objects and and um, diamonds. If you if you check out my LinkedIn, there uh, we we did a uh, TRM talks on NFT compliance, and uh, the team made uh, an NFT Ari, uh, this kind of pixelated bald guy, uh, you know, with uh, with glasses or whatever. And uh, so so yeah, so there is a ver some version of pixelated me out there in the world, and I actually turned it into an NFT, which is fun. And again, like I think that actually that does actually kind of make a good point, and that is like if you want to get interested into this space, these are the things you should do, right? Go on to OpenSea. Um, you know, mint an NFT, um, you know, mess around with it, uh, you know, open a MetaMask wallet, um, you know, buy some crypto, buy some NFTs like this. It doesn't have to be expensive. It's just kind of like really getting to learn the technology because the technology is truly extraordinary. And this is that's that that goes, I mean, more to lawyers than really anyone else. Like if you're going to sort of want to be in this space and get excited about it and really uh, represent clients and work with folks in the blockchain and the crypto space, um, get hands on. Uh, and I can assure you it is fun and probably not anything I ever thought that I would have <laughs> dived down the rabbit hole with, but like it has been worth every minute of it. Yeah. No, I remember when a community member, uh, you know, in early 1819 did a pixelated image of Olga, that <laughs> an anime Olga with this big googly eyes, you know, love it. You are unique. <laughs> you are, you, you are born to be an NFT. Olga. you are a unique <laughs> You are a unique person hashed to a location on the blockchain. I love it. I, it took me a while to, I was like, you know, let me All think about, about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but let's talk about risk uh, because we're going to get into the end of our conversation. But, I, you know, you guys, you know, all the beautiful objects aside and functionality aside, they're objects of value. They transform value across border. You know, the world is a beautiful place. The world is occasionally has a few bad apples. So tell me how you guys think about that uh, yeah. in the context of TRM. I think one thing that's important is to kind of understand the regulatory framework, and there's very little. Um, we've got some stuff on our website, uh, TRM, uh, that talks a little bit about sort of what are the regulatory frameworks. I don't think I have a ton of time to go into it now. But I will say the only sort of, you know, the only entity out there that's really dug into this is FATF, the Financial Action Task Force, which is really kind of the UN of money laundering. And what they essentially have said is that NFTs, as we know them today, sort of collectibles, if you will, um, are not uh, currency, which means are not virtual assets, which means that they are not essentially regulated, which means you essentially don't have to have anti-money laundering around them. But, and this is the biggest but, they said, if they're not just a collectible and they can actually transfer value, then they likely are a virtual asset uh, and they are regulated. And if you're a and if you're an NFT issuer or marketplace, you likely have to have AML controls in place. And right now, the use case for NFTs is very much that, right? There's a secondary market. You can send it and transfer value with it. So I think what you're going to start to see over the next few years are global regulators start to maybe adopt some of FATF's definition and standards around NFTs and start to really kind of figure it out. I think at the end of all this, you will have some NFTs that are highly regulated because there's a secondary market and they can transfer value. And I think you're going to see others that are just considered pure collectibles. For example, I, I, I went to Duke undergrad and a amazing Duke um, a professor recently um, turned uh, 
the certificates for his blockchain program into NFTs um, and, and gave them to the students that day, uh, that way, which I think is just extraordinary. But those are not virtual assets, right? There's no secondary market. You can't transfer value with them. Those will always, those will not be regulated. But the apes, the punks, the lions, the top shot, there's a, there's a high likelihood that um, regulators are going to, to have some concerns because you really can transfer value, which can lead to money laundering and financial crime. Yeah, I, yeah. What I'm, you know, interesting. Actually, do you get a definition of transfer value uh, that that is sort of working definition? Yeah. So, so basically, if you look, kind of look at the standard definition of virtual asset, um, really, what the exact language is to dig in a little bit more is what they say is that NFT collectibles are not generally considered virtual assets, but quote, if they are to be used for payment or investment purposes in practice then they may be virtual assets and then thus regulated like cryptocurrencies. And I think the best we could do right now is analogize to cryptocurrencies because regulators globally have certainly have regulations in place. Look at FinCEN, uh, the SEC has kind of delved into this a little bit, uh, the CFTC, um, in, in, and that's just in the United States. Globally, you see global regulations all over the world from uh, Singapore to the UK um, and, uh, and elsewhere. But, um, I think the real question here is about this ability to be used for payments, uh, which is always FATF's concern. When you can move money, illicit actors can take advantage of it. And we're certainly seeing that at TRM. We have some pretty unique uh, capabilities to track and trace and monitor transactions in NFTs uh, because we cover the Solana blockchain, for example, which there's a lot of NFT activity on. Um, have, you, have you seen any surprises there or anything interesting that is uh, kind of trends? In yeah, sort of. Yeah, definitely. There's some really cool investigations if you check out our blog. Um, but uh, what you are seeing, you know, unfortunately, are folks taking advantage of uh, the FOMO, for lack of a better description, the fear of missing out that a lot of um, folks have in an NFT drop. And you've seen misdirect, directing, misdirecting, um, you know, folks looking for NFTs to different websites, um, where you've seen uh, what we call rug pulls, where you um, essentially take all the money and then Pull, pull out, pull the program back. Um, so you, you, we've seen a lot of different kind of money laundering and scam typologies uh, in NFTs. And I think, look, the more value there is in the space, you're going to start to see nation state actors like North Korea, terrorist financiers um, start to engage with uh, NFTs, uh, start to you know attack NFT marketplaces. And um, it's something we really have to be careful of. And I know regulators are thinking about it, um, but uh, it's very, very early days. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a really exciting. And I want to make sure that we do emphasize that experimenting, getting in, having skin in a game is really definitely the best way to learn. There's a, at this point, there should be absolutely no reason if you're interested in a space that you don't have at a very minimum a Coinbase, a MetaMask, and an OpenSea account. That right. should be like table stakes. And if you're not there yet, I think you have to really pause and think about how legitimately you can say that you are in that space or even curious about it because that's yeah, kind of yeah. There's, there's great certifications out there, but there's nothing like kind of like just digging in and, and having fun. And I will say that you will also have fun. And that's, um, that's been, and that <laughs> oh, is important. Have all the knows, that's important. Yeah. Be careful, you know, read up. 
you know, don't go left or right, go on the mainstream roads before you feel very comfortable. Um, anything else, you know, we're about two minutes away. I, you know, as always, I enjoy this conversation and we can talk about NFTs and fluffy creatures in my case, bold case, creatures in your case, you know, um, but other than that, is there anything, you know, what are you expecting to see next year, both in terms of NFT trends and actually kind of risks around it um, and things that people should be looking for? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think overall what we're seeing has been extraordinary and that is the growth, just the, the amazing growth of this crypto economy of which I put NFTs uh, things like NFTs, decentralized finance, um, you know, DAOs uh, in this sort of overall decentralized ecosystem. And I think the really exciting thing that it is growing rapidly, it's fast, it's moving faster than anything we've ever seen in our lifetime. Um, but I will also say that when you have a growing economy, you're always going to have illicit actors try to take advantage. And that's why there are uh, tools like TRM and others, um, blockchain intelligence that can help regulators and law enforcement uh, financial institutions and um, crypto businesses mitigate the risk of fraud and financial crime. Um, and really what, what's so cool about this, to, it goes back to sort of why you do this, is it's all because of the nature of the blockchain, right? This open ledger where crypto lives and moves allows us more visibility on financial flows than we've really ever had before. Um, and that I think that that allows us to together build a safer financial system for billions of people. And that's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, this stuff is very exciting. Ari, thank you so much. I always enjoy talking to you. Um, thank you for joining us. And I would love to thank our guests. Uh, as, I, as I always say, the future belongs to builders. So now is the time to build. Join folks like Ari um, to learn and, and to be part of this ecosystem. Yes, do experiment. Yes, do so safely. Definitely read up and definitely have some accounts that, that help you uh, have a skin in the game. If you have any recommendation of who should join me for the blockchain value conversation, I am all ears. I try to talk to people who are building, supporting this build um, as often as I can. So if you know anyone who is doing it in any way, DM me or comment in the, um, in the comment section of, of this post and, and let me know. I would love to have those folks join me. Thank you so much for uh, being part of this conversation. And I look forward to continuing conversations about blockchain value uh, next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.